no, to be fair with yours, I don't normally need to. Um, but we're just we're, so in sync. We are just so in sync. We, we're a beautiful pair, Jamie. It's it's lovely. I like hearing your voice again. I wonder how many hours we spent talking to each other in the last two and a half years. And not enough, I'd say. Yeah, I would agree. Aw. That's nice. <laughs> That's I, awesome, li- isn't it? I like us. Give, give me your intro. It is. It is going to be. It, that is going to be the intro this week. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. <laughs> Episode 139 of your favourite Formula One show. It's been a bit of spontaneous intro, but we're rolling with it. Jamie183, apparently, he's happy to have heard my voice over the last few Always. years. And if that Always. isn't a wholesome way to kickstart today, I don't know what is. How, how are we doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm all the better for hearing you. Thank you. I, and I'm all the better for hearing you as well. I cannot wait to spend another Monday, yes, we record on a Monday, talking to you about Formula One, a sport that we both love so much. But Indeed. before we do that, we have to give you all a gentle reminder, because apparently this is a very calm and relaxed show this week. <laughs> Everyone's going to fall asleep if they don't ev- anyway. This is like our version of ASMR. If you're watching this on the Matt 2 and 2 YouTube channel, there'll be a link down in the description below because Knowing Wheel is going live on its own channel for 2024. Jamie, how many subscribers are you up to? My beautiful... <laughs> I'm sure you've gained subs because your voice is so smooth. Well, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't blame people for subscribing to my channel right now. Um, let's have a look. I am... I always forget to... Uh, get, I'm on 545. You, you're doing well, my friend. I'm, I'm gaining. You are you gaining. Do, it's like... Um, it's like quantum physics. If I don't look at my channel, it goes down. If I look at my channel, it goes up. You've got an infinite money glitch there, my friend. Um, exactly. So we are on 236. So we're 309 subscribers away from Jamie183. So go drop us a sub. It would be greatly appreciated down in the description below. Um, but, of course, the Qatar Grand Prix this weekend. We've got a fair bit to talk about, haven't we, Jamie? Yeah, as of the last 10 minutes. Record- <laughs> we timed this well. Yes, we did, because, well, should we start with that? It's hot, hot off the press, quite literally. Um, so we'll start with the news, uh, which is breaking news as we record, that Andretti have got through the next hoop of trying to get into Formula 1. Yes. So they're not in yet, but they can now talk to FOM. So they've been approved by the FIA, which is the, uh, the body that runs Formula 1, but FOM are like Formula 1 management, which is like... A step down, isn't it, really? Well, um, FIA basically allow them to say, yes, you can... You you now have a race team that can potentially race in our series. The yeah. FOM, of course, or, you know, you can effectively now race in the series that you want to. Um, but, of course, the FOM decide whether you're racing in Formula 1 or not. Yes, yeah. So, it's a good step for Andretti. It's a good step for Formula 1, in my opinion, because I think having... 11th team would would help out certainly Liam Lawson right now <laughs> um yeah so I think it's it's positive all around to be honest it's quite well known that the next step though with FOM is generally the hardest one yes um so it's no done deal yet uh but it's a good sign um and hopefully they they do get through all of the tests all of the all of the qualifications and they they are able to enter maybe for 24, but probably more realistically 25 now, isn't it? I never, um, I don't believe 24's ever been the goal, to be fair. No, it's either going to be 25 no. or 26, isn't it, for Andretti? But I'll be honest, you know, it kind of felt like this all came about at the start of the year, didn't it? Or last year, really. Mm. Then obviously we had all the stuff out how they were going to collaborate with Cadillac, and we were there like, this, this is going to happen. 
And then, of course, effectively, it felt like for a long time this year, hasn't it, that it kind of got pushed away again and it wasn't going to happen. So it kind of feels like it has come a little bit out of nowhere as well. Um, a quick yeah. side note to that. Did you hear about Carlin's proposal that got rejected? Rodin. Yes, Rodin sorry. Carlin, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did. I did. New Zealand. They're going to build cars in New Zealand. Uh, they're obviously racing F2 right now. So, uh, yeah, their plan was to enter, wasn't it? And then enter with one seat has to be a female driver. Well, Jamie Chadwick which, apparently was guaranteed a drive. Yeah. yeah. So I guess at first it would be Jamie Chadwick and then for as long as she wanted it and then maybe if another female driver came along better then they would give it to her and put the second Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So it would have been a very interesting concept. I don't think it's the right way personally to go about it because drivers should get to F one if they're good enough. Not based on other factors. Obviously the way to do that is make the pathway to Formula One easier for women and girls to get involved in. Um, yeah, which they kind of have done with F1 Academy to some extent, but it still needs a lot of work, I think. I think um, this is the thing, yeah. isn't it? Of course, we we're now at this horrible stage where the the groundwork is there, isn't it? You know, yeah. you've got the Formula One Formula Academy, um, of course. You know that provides them with a stepping stone. Of course, the only difficult thing is now you're kind of in this weird scenario where you know, don't get me wrong, a lot of the Formula Academy drivers, you know. You know, much, much, you know, we always have to preface this by saying, of course, (laughs) they're a million times better than we could ever be. And I understand for some people, you know, that are very, very passionate about obviously getting female drivers into Formula One, that two white blokes sat here in chairs (laughs) chatting about it looks ridiculous. We are not suggesting for a second that we could even come close to the talent that some of these females have. But of course, the problem is. It's highly unlikely any of the ones currently racing will make it to Formula 1, but you just hope it's for the next generation. It's for mm. girls that are being born now. Of course, we'll have these drivers to look to, and then obviously, hopefully in the future, Formula 1 drivers, female Formula 1 yeah. drivers obviously to look to, because it is going to take years of investment before we get any kind of payoff. For sure. And I think you kind of see that with uh, nationalities racing in Formula 1 a little bit to yeah. a smaller degree because you look at you know Schumacher started breaking onto the scene in the late 90s early 2000s was this big dominant period um, and then in 2010 there were seven German drivers on the grid yeah. like 10 years later because all these German kids growing up watching F1 seeing this guy Schumacher he's he's amazing I need to be in Formula 1 I want to be like him and then you see it now we've got effectively four British drivers on the grid Ten years. Britain's off. always an odd example, isn't it? Yeah, Britain is I a strange think. example, but it is. It goes in ebbs and flows. And you like ten, twelve years ago, you had Button Hamilton winning championships, breaking onto the scene, giving people an example to look to. I genuinely think in ten years' time, we'll probably have three or four Dutch drivers on the grid, just because that's the way it goes. Um, yeah. And you, yeah, I think you kind of need that role model to be a real trailblazer, and people to grow up wanting to be like them. And hopefully, that will happen with other minorities like unrepresented groups in formula one as well um but woman is definitely one of those that is underrepresented in in the grid but i don't think giving somebody a seat based on that is necessarily the right way to go about it no and i think you know this was the other point i know a lot of people have made of course you know as as much as i think we you know i'm i'm a big fan of jamie chadwick you know she's a fantastic racing driver but she's not formula one material you know, she yeah. struggled in the IndyCar and in NXT series, I think it's called. 
Um, you know, and that's like their version of Formula 2 over there. She's really struggled in that this year. You know, has been getting better and better. Um, but, you know, the last thing I think we, we really want either, of course, you know, is... You know, for especially for a team like Rodin that potentially come in, you know, instantly if you feel like you've got one hand tied behind your back. I mean, we saw that with Haas, didn't we, for 2021 mm. with Mazepin. You know, obviously, you're instantly on a bit of a back foot. And of course, you know, yes, it's great for marketing, but you need to have two people that are up to F1 caliber. And at the moment, it still feels like we haven't got a female driver that's there yet. Yeah, which is a shame. Although Jessica Hawkins did the test for Aston Martin, didn't she? Yes. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's definitely positive signs, I think. But we're getting there slowly I mean, yeah. but surely, aren't we? Yeah, it's the groundwork we're laying at the minute, and yeah, you you kind of have to be patient and wait, which is a shame for the current crop of drivers. But in the future, hopefully, they'll see their fruits. I'm willing to suggest by 2035, there will have been a female Formula One driver. Uh, yeah, I would back that. I don't think we'll be recording this podcast in 2035. Who knows, <laughs> Jamie? Who knows? Um, we kind of went very off topic there very quickly, we didn't did, we, from Andretti? Um, but of course, you know, all good news, hopefully, around. You know, it's it's no guarantee yet, but I think sensibly there wouldn't be this much of a big deal around it if it didn't feel like it was the right time. Um, of course, that's, that's also coming quite nicely, hasn't it, with some big announcement for the rule changes in 2026. 30 mm. kilos of the fuel is going to be used to recharge the batteries. The car's width has been reduced from 2 metres to 1.9. The car's um, wheelbase has been reduced, I think, from 360 down to 340 mil. And downforce has been reduced by 40%. And Jamie, quickly, you impressed I remembered all those numbers. I am very impressed. I did switch off halfway through those numbers. But uh, on the in layman's terms, they're making the car smaller and easier to follow and hopefully less grippy less grippy and more able to overtake each other without the need for DRS yes which is which is always so, a good thing um you know the downforce i'm sure a lot of that will be reclawed um yeah, but yeah, yeah. what i'm interested in is of course the fact that 30 kilos of fuel is going to be used to recharge the battery when Jamie please can we go to biofuel <laughs> it's true it's it's very true i think yeah, they're obviously well down the path of using these hybrid electric with an ICU. Uh, ICU, ICU, ICU. Me. ICU. Yeah, same thing. Uh, they're obviously far down the path now. They, they probably want to see it through until they can do another major, major change, which I think this is slightly too soon for. Um, although it has been, it will have been almost 10 years since the... No, yeah, it has been it's 10 old, years it's now. 10 years since, next, yeah, in a few months. the hybrid era. Wow. We yes, we're old. old, aren't we? It's sad, isn't it? <laughs> Um, I just, you know, I still, you know, perhaps it's the opium inside me, but I just still want to believe that synthetic fuel is the way to go in the future because that would allow us to have V10 Formula 1 cars again, and that would be yeah. magical. Or hydrogen fuel cells. Someone work that out. Hydrogen fuel that. cells, yeah, exactly, is another <laughs> big one, isn't it? But probably a bit too dangerous for motorsport just well, because... Yeah. Ten, they they tend to go bang quite easily. Yeah, they would explode very rapidly in contact. <laughs> not not um, not ideal. No no. Uh, but shall we get on to? Well, we've got a race coming up. It is race week as we start uh, this this week, and it's race week, and it could be for one driver a uh, championship. 
Well, could be is a bit pessimistic. It's yeah. going to be, <laughs> isn't it, sensibly? It realistically will be. Because even if Max Verstappen doesn't score any points in the sprint or the real race, I think Perez would still need to win both. And based on his current form alone, that doesn't look like happening. Uh, no, no. So realistically, Verstappen will win the title this weekend, and it will realistically also be on Saturday, uh, yes. which is quite funny. First ever sprint champion. We love that. Uh, he can't win a title legitimately, can he? That's the problem. Well, maybe, maybe it's his third one, but you know, well, who's keeping count? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he said after in a Japanese press conference, would he feel bad about winning a title on a Saturday? And he was like, no. Uh, Why would we he go and have a? We can have a good time on Saturday night, and then maybe the reaction time is a little bit off on Sunday. <laughs> Fair play. But, He's got a struggling yeah. cattle. They don't drink alcohol. Yeah, I was thinking they? that. It's it's a very alcohol-free country. I'm sure they can probably find some private bars somewhere. But well, You couldn't for the World Cup, could you? No, you couldn't, actually, could you? Well, maybe... They're, they're properly on it. They'll need to jet off somewhere, won't they? <laughs> um, but yeah, he's going to win a title. That's good news for any Verstappen fans. It's... I, I kind of want him to just do the last to first challenge for the remainder of the races. I, yeah, I would love to see him attempt it, to be honest. I don't I don't think it would kind of ruin the credibility of the other nine teams, wouldn't it, if Red Bull just started messing around. So I don't think he'll do that. Um, but I hope he, you know, we kind of saw Lewis Hamilton quite often and Sebastian Vettel almost take their foot off the gas a little bit once they won a title. Uh I, I would say Lewis tended to a bit more. I wouldn't say Seb it did. Took him, it took Lewis until 2018 to win a race after he won the title. In the same season? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm thinking Seb didn't really, did he? Well, two of them were at the last race. Exactly. The and the other one, 2011 he did a little bit. Yeah. 2013 he didn't. No, he absolutely didn't. <laughs> but everyone had given up ready for the hybrid era at that point, hadn't they? So, Pretty much, yeah. I yeah. Think- yeah, and I, I don't believe Max is either a driver, as we saw last year, really a driver to give up either, is he? Uh, still no. still obviously took out Lewis in Brazil for the sake of it. Um, <laughs> Lewis turned in, shouldn't I? I'm, I'm waiting for that one guy who comments every week calling me a salty fan to give <laughs> me that comment right. again. He, w- he would be right. I'm, uh, I don't even try to argue it either. Um, but yeah, you know, so for those of you that aren't aware, championship permutations, Max needs P4 in the sprint to win. Based um, on Perez winning. If that's if Perez wins, um, and he, he needs five points from the Grand Prix, and therefore Perez needs to score maximum points. Um, well, he has to win at least on Sunday and finish P3 on Saturday if Max didn't score at all. And as Jamie said, with Perez's progress, that's not going to happen anyway. So we we, congrat- we congratulate Max Verstappen on his third world championship. Um, yes, well we done do. for doing it in a sprint race. <laughs> yeah. Now win well the done. next one on track normally, please, in a Grand yeah. Prix Sunday. <laughs> well, he won 2021 in a fully fair fashion, so <laughs> I just wanted to put that dig in there. Why not? Yeah, and I um, just stick that knife in my back. I said I liked hearing your voice at the start of this show. I was that yeah, it's, it's gone downhill very fast, hasn't it? Yes. Um, but we'll get on to our main topic for today, and that's because, as we said, the main championship, uh, obviously, the constructors is wrapped up uh, in Japan. The drivers is about to be wrapped up in Qatar. Um, so we will instead kind of look down the table and see what's going on there. Um, so we kind of got a few little ones to pull out and be like, well, you know, who's going to win out of these two or these three drivers or teams? So starting off, Mercedes versus Ferrari for P2 in the constructors. Currently, it's 305 to Mercedes and 285 to Ferrari. 
What do we think? I am getting nervous. Not just because I'm a Mercedes fan, but getting nervous because after we had all these conversations, it's another team we'll discuss in a minute, after we had all these conversations early on this season about how, well, at least behind Red Bull, there's been quite a big shuffle up, it's looking like most teams are going to finish where they did last year anyway, um, which, which is not bit. fantastic. Um, you know, Ferrari have really come on strong late on in the season, haven't they? You know, yeah. they've been the only team that's been able to hold a candle to Red Bull on Saturday. Um you know, obviously, they're going to be the only team that wins a race outside of Red Bull this year. Um, Don't give up hope yet. You never know. I, Jamie, we do know, though, don't we? Win 33 for Alonso. Oh, behave. Aston, <laughs> Aston Martin are lucky to score points by the end of the year, uh, for the way they're going at the moment. But I think Mercedes, you know, 20-point advantage still, with how well both teams are going at the moment, is not a lot, because Ferrari are going a lot better than Mercedes. Um but this is also Ferrari under pressure. And there's, I mean, last year, of course, we spoke about how we honestly thought at one point the Mercedes was still going to beat Ferrari, uh, despite having a much worse car throughout most of the year. Um, you know, only Ferrari could be in a battle for the championship and still just finish third. <laughs> yeah. um, so I am going to go out on a limb and still say Mercedes cover them off. I want to say Ferrari, and I will say Ferrari. Okay, interesting. I think Carlos Sainz is, uh, has woken up on the right side of the bed since the summer break, and he's built different, and Leclerc is still very fast on a Saturday. So, yeah, why not? I think Ferrari will turn over that 20 points. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it's, it's an interesting one. I think it, hopefully it's going to be one that goes down to the wire, because at least then it will give people some, well, give us something to talk about still on the show, <laughs> won't it? But I think probably the most interesting one, which on paper sounds completely far fetched, it's got to be McLaren versus Aston Martin, isn't it? A 49 point lead for Aston Martin, but they very easily, after having a fantastic recovery, you know, they finished joint sixth, technically seventh last year. No, they were one point back, weren't they? No, it was yeah. tied. I think it was tied at the end of last year. Bottas got it on count back, didn't he? They they did finish seventh. Um, And of course, you know, this year they're like, oh, Aston Martin, they've proved it. They can finish runner-up. And I think they're going to finish fifth. Because a 49-point lead sounds like a lot, especially when you can't win. But McLaren have scored more than that in the last two Grand Prix. It's... uh, I just just think Aston Martin, they kind of need one... One or two races where they score more points than McLaren. Where's that going to happen? Season. Well, McLaren could just have a shocking day. Like, I suppose it's... Ha- yeah. I the, don't know. Because yeah. Norris is on the podium more often than not at the minute, isn't he? Well, I think the thing so, is, isn't it? When you look at since Silverstone and that upgrade... Like, even at Hungary, McLaren thought they would be bad. Norris still got a podium. Belgium, pretty much since that upgrade came in Austria, has been the only Grand Prix where they weren't probably second favourite. Uh, Netherlands, they weren't. No, sorry, I had forgot about the Netherlands as well. And at each of those races, yeah, Ferrari, I forget about, yeah, yeah. But there's been none of those races where they've looked worse than Aston. Forty-nine points in six races, so they have to outscore them by seven points points a race. Yeah, eight points. Yeah. Bearing in mind sprints as well. That's incredibly doable. You got three sprints in that time for Aston Martin. And like I said, McLaren have scored more... McLaren, so that deficit has more than halved in the last two Grand Prix. Yeah. It was over I, 100 points I think two races ago. And go both for McLaren. Maybe I will. Staggering, isn't it? And I mean, Alonso, 
He's going into the cycle, isn't he, again, where he's blaming the team <laughs> on the radio. It's not looking good. Yeah. One more go at Renault, I reckon. <laughs> one more. It's all, it's all he needs, isn't it? Alpine have looked so good this year. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah one, one more go back at Renault again before he calls it a career. Maybe he'll go back to McLaren as well. You know, or for... Minardi. Minardi. Go back to Alpha Thierry, me. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's alarming, isn't it? But they really do look like they're falling off drastically. And it's not been helped, of course, because... Well, I saw an interesting theory, actually, today, Jamie. What was Alonso, that? when you look back throughout his recent career moves in Formula 1, yes, has gone to a team that's been on the up and up. And no one mind not trying to defend Lance Stroll here. But mm-hmm. often his teammate has struggled more in the car as well. Ha- is Alonso because... just really bad at developing a car? Can he not provide the good feedback that everyone hypes him up for? Hmm. It's an interesting one, isn't it? I just think Alonso takes his teammates to the cleaners every time, which is why they look like they do bad. But is that partly due to the fact he develops a car only around himself and then also Maybe. takes it the wrong way? But Max does that, but he takes it the right way, I suppose. <laughs> There's a big difference there, yeah. I don't know. I think... Yeah, Aston's development has really not been not been on point at all. And to be fair to Force India, they used to be quite good at developing the car. Well, mainly because they used to turn up with last season's car quite often, and then only put the the current season's car in in like Austria or something like that back in the hybrid era. So, yeah, we'll see. I I mean, I don't want to drag Alonso's name in the mud because I think he's a very capable driver. Uh, he's a capable driver, but he's not a team player. You can't argue that. Maybe, maybe not. Fair enough. Well, we'll leave it at that then. And our yeah. third team rivalry is Haas versus Alfa Romeo, isn't it? Probably, you know, it's going to require... exciting. A, yeah, 12 <laughs> points to 10. I mean, to be fair, I'm surprised. I'm going to throw Alfa Tauri into that as well. Five They're points five. now. Alfa Tauri, you know, they made Q3 again in Japan. They seem to have brought some upgrades more recently. They've kind of gone under the radar, didn't they? I think they brought nine upgrades to Singapore. And that car has been a lot more competitive since then. It has been a little bit. Because I guess, yeah, Sonoda was very unlucky to obviously get blocked in Q2 and then taken out in lap one in Singapore um, by both Red Bulls. And Lawson did get P9, didn't he? And yeah, it's only, what, seven points to Haas, five to Alfa Romeo. All you need is one Williams-esque result where you get a seventh or a sixth. And you're yeah. right there instantly. Yeah. I just think the Alpha, the Williams is obviously like it's got one specialty as a car, which is a straight line speed. It's yeah. very, very hard to overtake. The, the Williams are just cars. basically looking at Vegas now. Yeah, the other three cars are a bit too generic. They're, they're, just, they're just like poor race worse. cars, aren't they? They're just like the Alpine or the McLaren or the Aston Martin, but a bit worse. So there's no special circumstance apart from a crazy race. Yeah, where they're going to outperform Alpine McLaren by default. Or Aston Martin could, yeah, even. Um, so I just think it will probably stay as it is, to be honest. Especially as Haas have this beast spec car supposedly coming and going. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I every think... beast spec car this year has been mega, except for the Mercedes. Has. Yeah, it's true. But the Mercedes always hype up their beast specs, don't they? So um, mm. I think it will stay in the current order. That it is, which is very boring. But it we is can hope very, that very boring. Hulkenberg can score points more than once in a Grand Prix this season. It'd be quite nice. <laughs> is he still only scored in one Grand Prix? He scored a seventh in Australia and a sixth in the Austria Sprint. Nice. 
Uh, and then, yeah, the rest of the time. Nil pois. Shocking, which is, shocking which driver. Is a very shame, but he's still being his teammate. So. <laughs> yeah, but Magnussen's had another kid, hasn't he? Yeah. So Nine months after he got Paul in Brazil, funnily enough. <laughs> Um, Perez versus Hamilton then Jamie we're going to move it over to the drivers 33 points there and I think to be honest if you told me this before Japan I would have absolutely just said well, it's going to be Perez isn't it but the way he's driving at the moment is catastrophic uh, it is I think he'll he'll pencil Japan down as a bad weekend and go again quite comfortably um, I hope he would yeah yeah, because obviously the Red Bull was well off the pace in Singapore, and then he had an absolute shocker in Japan. But to be fair to Perez, he's been on the podium as often as he's not been on the podium in clean races this season. So as long yeah, as but just, that's not good yeah. in a dominant car, well, it's Jamie. Not, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. But I think he will hold on to second place because Hamilton's Mercedes doesn't look like getting podiums that often, to be honest. And if Perez can just, you know, what is it, tw- uh, thirty-three? Yeah. I don't Five points a week is optimistic, isn't it? Even with yeah. three sprint yeah. races. Yeah, I think I think Perez is gonna. I reckon that gap will be smaller than it is now by the end of the season. But I think Perez will hang on. Um, about, I think Alonso versus Sainz. Twenty-four points between them, and it's gone from the Spaniard that's cooking to the other Spaniard that's now cooking, isn't it? Yes, and as I said, Sainz has been unreal since the summer break. Uh, more often than not, faster than Leclerc, and. I really back him for this for getting P four in the championship. The only driver to win a race who's not driving a Red Bull this season. So yeah, I think Science will do it. Twenty four points when the Aston Martin is probably fifth or sixth fastest versus the second fastest Ferrari, you would argue. Uh yeah, I think I think it's a done deal. Announce yeah. announce Science P four. Well, he's got to take four points out of him a week, isn't it? And Alonso might pick up one or two here or there anymore, but I don't think McLaren... Well, uh, sorry, Aston Martin are really threatening, are they? He took 25 out of him in Singapore, so... No, Alonso, sorry, he's taking one or two points a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Madness, isn't it? Um, probably a battle that I don't think any of us were really expecting until very recently. Charles Leclerc, Lando Norris, George Russell. Norris Russell tied mm. on 115 apiece... Leclerc, I could argue, is still probably battling. You know, his sights are on Alonso in front, Mm -hmm. but he's been struggling more and more. Norris has been on fire, and the fact he's already ahead of Russell goes to say just how mediocre a season Russell's had. Yes, yeah, Russell's just still on the one podium, which is quite mad. That is Um, insane. But then again, Sainz has only had one, hasn't he? I think no, two. No, he's had two now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I think Leclerc will probably win out out of the three of them okay. Uh, but I think Norris will be cl- a lot closer to Charles Leclerc than he is now and I think Russell will stay 8th I just think he's not had a good season at all 7th um, do you mean? no he's 8th Russell is he 8th? yeah this is 6th 7th 8th it is isn't it? is it? Yeah, you sure? I'm yeah it is that's mad <laughs> that is mad yeah it's crazy so yeah, really, really poor season for Russell. I'm going to go on the contrary to you, Jamie, though, slightly. I'm going to say Norris is going to win out this. I mean, he could. 20 points. We're going to have the... six drivers from five different teams inside the top six by the end of the year, I'm calling. Yeah, and then we just wait for Perez to get disqualified from the championship. Or Max. Or Max. I doubt that'll happen. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Perez will get disqualified either. But there we go. No, no, exactly. Exactly. And I mean, our final one then that you've wrote down. 
Um, Stroll, Gasly, Ocon. In such a, how on earth Lance Stroll is still on? He was on what, video, less than half but, yeah. the points. Where's My Piastri actually? Piastri is well clear. Actually, he's not well clear. He's ten points ahead of Stroll. Oh, he's going to so lock that down, isn't he? Yeah, the fact clear. that you know Piastri's been unlucky this season. It's felt more like Stroll's just been poo again, hasn't it? Stroll has had uh, since Miami. He scored like twelve points, hasn't he? Was it ridiculous? He's got a sixth, three ninths, and a tenth. Oh, uh, since Miami. So what's that? Eight. Thirteen. No, fifteen. Yeah, fifteen points. In what twelve races? Five. Yeah. Dearie me. I saw a, a video from Tomo, a uh, friend of the show. No, not well. He's, I I've met him a couple of times. I've had a few drinks Have with you? Tomo in, well, in my go. day. Friend of, the, friend of the show. There you go. Uh, <laughs> who has done a video like, "What if Aston Martin had two yes. Alonso's? Yeah. What if they had two Lance Strolls? If they had two Alonso's, they would be P two in the constructors quite yep. easily. Yeah. If they had two Strolls, they would be level with Alpine. Oh. And you'd never believe that Aston Martin could fight, you know, was yeah. Red Bull's biggest threat at the start of the year. It is shocking, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. I've noticed you put on the notes, does 13th down score points again? Yeah, what do you think? This is all of the drivers who race for Williams, Haas, Alfa Romeo, or Aston Martin. Nope, not Aston Martin. AlphaTauri. <laughs> AlphaTauri, yeah. Uh, yes, I say Albon, Vegas. I and yes as well. I'm going to go on a limb. Sergeant scores a point somewhere. No way. Get it clipped. Get it clipped. Sergeant, if I'm going to say he scores a point somewhere. Albon will score points. I back Hulk. To You're going to say Hulk. Yeah, there you are. In when they get the beast back, Magnus will probably snatch a point somewhere. What you've got and to remember, Jamie, Lawson is get points in Katatu. Hass are always rapid at tracks that begin with Ost. Hulk has scored points at tracks that begin with Ost this year, but there's no yeah. more tracks that begin with there's Ost. There's no more tracks beginning with Ost. Well, yeah. what about Austin? No, we're not having that. There you go. I'm having it. Damn it. He's, he's found a way through my system. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. Um, do we want to do predictions or do you want to do your quiz, Jamie? We've rattled through everything very quickly today. Uh, I fancy quiz. I'm worried. Okay. You were, you were explaining a little bit beforehand and it sounds, it sounds difficult. So, Jamie, your quiz this week. Pretty, pretty simple. Pretty fun. Okay. Um, of course, you you changed. Up, you were a bit of a revolutionary. You changed up the theme last week, didn't you? Because it was no no time pressure, but just some quick fire questions for me. Of course, indeed. It was about each driver's first podium, and I got I think it was sixteen out of seventeen because I was genuinely impressed with myself for days after we did that. <laughs> well done, you did. <laughs> so Qatar, famously, Jamie has hosted one Grand Prix. So far, and it's time. You're not going to ask me one. It's only one race. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, good. It's much better than that. And there's a few other tracks in Formula 1's history that have only hosted one oh, Grand Prix. Oh, come on. We're going to run through some of them, and you're going to tell me who won those races. You better do you not wanna... start in 1950. Do you want to start from 1950s, or do you want to start more recently? <laughs> uh, Actually, screw it. Why not go reverse order? We're going to start the start, are through we? the first ones. Yeah. Okay. So, Jamie, we kickstart then. The year is 1957. Pescara, Great. one of the craziest tracks of all time in Formula 1. Longer than the Nordschleifer, I believe. Okay. Who won the one and only Pescara Grand Prix in 1957? Uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say it was Fangio. It was not Fangio, unfortunately. You're 0 for 1. Sterling Moss? You were only allowed one guess. It okay. was, in fact, Sterling Moss, though. Oh, Great. <laughs> If we move a year forward, we head to Morocco. 
for the one and only Casablanca Grand Prix of 1958. Who do you think won this race? Was it Fangio? It was not Fangio. <laughs> you're 0 for 2. You should have guessed Sterling Moss again. Wow, he loves his one-off circuits. He, he does. Lo- I mean, they were just scary tracks, and Sterling Moss obviously was a fantastic... I mean, not to say Fangio wasn't. Not to, yeah, Fangio was pretty good as well this time. He was, yeah. Um, we head one year even further forward <laughs> to a track that holds a special place in both of our hearts. It's 1959. It's the Avis Ring, Jamie. Oh, I know this. I bet you do. I, actually, I do know this. It's Tony oh, I can't. Brooks. It is Tony Brooks. I was there expecting you go. to get that wrong then. He's got one on the board out of three so far. Um, Formula One got a bit boring throughout the 60s, though, Jamie. Uh, from, what no I could, from what my data oh, no could tell, track, sorry. there was one one-time track in the 1960s. Okay. And that was the Le Mans Bugatti circuit of 1967. Right. Who, who was uh, your winner? I'm just going to try and guess a champion from around that time. John Surtees? Incorrect. Oh. Uh, I think you're thinking too early as well. I believe Surtees won. Was it 1959? Surtees oh, won the World Championship. Been. Denny Hume? Uh, incorrect. You're getting closer, though. <laughs> uh, Chris Armin? No, he never won, did he? He never won a race, famously. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> Jack Brabham? Oh, well, there you go. Right, continent. Oh, sorry, I forgot one from the 50s. Oh, great. Well, 1959. Formula One. It's one and only Grand Prix at the airfield, otherwise known as Se- uh, Sebring, even. Oh, they raced at Sebring. They did race once at Sebring. 1959 was the year. In a you six have. Hour enduro. Uh, I didn't get disqualified for that one either. Impressive. <laughs> for you. 59. Yeah. Um... You're, you're bearing in mind you're one in four so far. Let's. Let's go John... No. Uh, Sterling Moss. <laughs> Wrong! <laughs> Bruce McLaren. Oh, Bruce McLaren. Okay, it might have been... 19... No, I think it wasn't... Was it 59 or was it 69? Either way, you got it wrong. We're oh, not allowing you the points. What is this quiz? You need to avoid the whole thing. Uh, let, me, let me just double-check. It was 1959. Because I'm scared now that I have got that right. No, it was 1959, okay, yes. Good. And, it, and it, it was won uh, by Bruce McLaren. <laughs> um, there was none that I could find in the 1970s, Jamie. Um, so we head all the way to 1984, of course. Formula One had wow. its first attempt at making strides in the US. Uh, of course, Caesar's we had Palace. two Caesars Palace Grand Prix, so oh. that doesn't make the cut. But we did also get one Dallas Grand Prix at the Dallas oh, Fairgrounds of 1984. Like was it Keke Rosberg? It was Keke Rosberg! <laughs> yeah, two for that? six! That's Fair quality. Play. I Fair was going to say Nigel, but he fainted there, didn't he? Uh, I believe that was actually uh, Caesars that- Palace, but you might be right. Palace. You might be yeah, right, actually. Know. That's a shower and a half. I'm it, fair it. play to you. I'm impressed with that one. Um, we then head <coughs> almost a decade further forward, Jamie. Now, I might not have got every single track, but I got yeah. most of them. Uh, to Donington, 1993. Oh, I, this is, is... Well, I know what happened on lap one. I assume he won the race. Uh, Ayrton Senna? It was Ayrton Senna, okay. correct. <laughs> he, I believe he lapped everyone up to second place. He got, um, what, fifth to first in one lap? Fifth to right? first in one lap, yes. Rubens Probably the greatest well lap of all time. Yeah, I, th- I believe Rubens Barrichello was the only driver he didn't lap that day. Um, in the Jordan. In the Jordan, exactly. Fantastic result. And one of Senna's last ever Formula 1 victories as well. Um, mm. Famously, of course, they, they gave out a Sega statue with Sonic the Hedgehog on it. Trophy, wow. not statue. I didn't know that. 
Um, we then head quite a few years forward, actually, Jamie. Most tracks now, um, I, I considered lobbing in like the one Italian Grand Prix at Imola or the one uh, Eiffel oh, yeah. Grand Prix at the Nurburgring, but I thought, no, we won't do that. It's too easy for you. Too easy. Uh, but these last four, I do actually believe you should be able to get all of them. Okay. The first two are Bahrain. The Sakir Endurance layout and the Sakir 2020 outer layout, Jamie. I'm sure okay. you can rattle those both Sakir off. Sakir Enduro was Alonso. It was. Do you want second and third just to show off? What's that, sir? <laughs> Do you want second and third places? I mean, it off? was Felipe Massa and I believe Sebastian Luke Vettel, Hamilton. wasn't it? Luke was it Hamilton, Hamilton, was it? Vettel fourth. Ah. Uh, yes. And then, the, sorry, the Sakir Oval was yep. Checo Perez when he used it to was. be competent. It um, was. With Ocon and Stroll. So Correct. that yeah. What's you don't get bonus points. Magello. Um you got yep, Magello twenty twenty. Was Lewis Hamilton. It was. And Albon's first podium. Yeah. If I remember correctly. And the final one, Jamie. I'm gonna ask you if you can remember it. Qatar twenty one. Correct. <laughs> uh was it Lewis Hamilton? It was Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Correct. So and I Alonso's think that's first podium is his turn as well. It was, yeah. You got six out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Six out of eleven, Jamie. Stop back going. Happy with that. Yeah, you know, KK the... Rosberg was the turning point. It really was. You got everything after <laughs> KK Rosberg, but nothing before him, which is a shame. No, I got one before him. Allow it. I don't think you did, did you? I did. I got. Oh, you got Tony Harris. Brooks. To be fair, Sorry. yeah, my boy. Yeah, so you got seven actually. Sorry, Rest out of eleven, peace. I believe. We got four wrong, two of which were Sterling Moss. Um, <laughs> nice. What are the scores on the doors heading into Qatar, Jamie? Because we've got am... extra points available, haven't we, in our little predictions? I am two points ahead of you. Which is fantastic, because it means I get to pick first. Um, I'm going to be boring. I'm just going to cover you off. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's two qualifyings, isn't it, this weekend? Yes. Yes, sprint quality on a, fr- on a Saturday morning. Yeah, to follow normal after normal qualifying on a Friday night, but then before a sprint race, but after normal Grand Prix, I don't know. We've got two qualifyings and six podiums to predict, haven't we? Um, Max we is t- sprint winner. Oh, we did just do sprint winner, didn't we? I believe actually. Um, yeah. Max, Max, Max. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say Lando, Lando Norris. Um, and I'm gonna say I mean surely Perez can't mess it up I'm gonna say Sergio Perez P3 it might be stupid but I'm gonna say it <laughs> um I will go hmm, what will I go Qatar's a very normal circuit isn't it It'd be dumb to go it's to great go. fun to race on the circuit. F1 game it's a good circuit uh Max Verstappen on pole uh I might actually throw in a little Perez to win the sprint. Really? If it's happened to get second place and win the title anyway, just because he's uh, gets a bad start or something. Yeah, why not? Perez wins the sprint. Sorry, that wait. What? I haven't done sprint pole yet, have I? We didn't do sprint pole. You told me not to. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Perez wins the sprint race. Verstappen wins the real race. From. Uh, who was good in uh, in Japan? That's quite no. It's not even that similar, is it? I'll go Norris Sainz. Fair enough. Boys on the podium. That's that's so right. You're going to definitely be winning after this. I hope so. But to be <laughs> fair, I haven't got many points to try and close up. But we'll wait and see. 
Um, have we got anything else to add, Jamie? I think we've done a pretty good job today, haven't we? Of course, uh, I guess the only little bit is Daniel Ricciardo obviously isn't coming back. Still Liam Lawson, isn't it, by the looks of it? Yes. Yeah. Jamie, as we started this so softly, so beautifully today, it was a very different Mm -hmm. intro to what we normally do. (laughs) Uh, We're going to end it with some disruption, because I'm going to allow you to do the intro. The outro. The outro. Wow. Okay, well, thank you very much for watching. Don't forget, uh, we're going to be on our own channel in 2024. Four. Correct. Uh, so yeah, go subscribe over there, and yeah, join Matt's new league that I saw on his on his YouTube channel. Um, we'll uh, we'll be back next week after review the Qatar Grand Prix when Verstappen is inevitably world champion. So we look forward to that, and we'll see you around.